Finding a digital agency that knows how to create outstanding content is really tough. I mean, on one hand, you've got a whole bunch of content mills that are producing Me Too content that's duplicate, and that's useless. And on the other hand, you really have a hard time determining who's really good at this. I came across Chris Kraft a little while ago, and he does an amazing job. I mean, one of the things that's hard to do as an agency is to really create a unique voice for each one of your clients. As the founder of Atlanta-based Now Media, Chris has built a really successful and ethical company that delivers high-quality, search-optimized content to real estate agents and other small business owners. In this interview, Chris takes an inside look at Now Media's content creation process and offers some valuable strategies to help real estate professionals get more mileage out of their marketing. Hi, this is Garen Selican with M Realty out in Portland, Oregon. I'm Kim Colapretti with Team Diva Real Estate. Hello, I'm Chris Kraft. I'm the founder of Now Media, and you're listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbet. Chris, really nice to have you on the show. I have watched your work, um, I think one as an agency and two as a, you know, individual content creator for a bit now. And uh, I just, I love what you do. So I wanted to dive a little deeper into not only your work, but then how you work in this industry that we call real estate. So tell us a little bit about, you know, the work you're doing now with Now Media. Awesome. First of all, thanks for having me. Um, and first of all, well, second of all, actually, uh, I, I like to start with my true identity. Uh, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, uh, first and foremost. And then, uh, as far as now media, we've been at it since 2010, uh, creating a rich long form content for individuals. Um, and we've transformed a, a little bit. We're still doing that. Uh, but we're kind of hyper-focusing on, uh, realtors and, and uh, agent teams. And there's also a pretty big publishing component to the business now. So it's an exciting time for now media. I don't want to just gloss over your faith. Um, I love that you said that. And uh, tell me, I mean, clearly, you know, faith means so much, but tell me how that empowers your work. It it puts me in the mode of a servant. uh, my Lord and Savior said the, the greatest of them all would be the one who serves. And uh, it, it allows me to uh, not only put my clients first, but uh, uh, the writers on our team. Uh, I, I serve them by uh, communicating with them. We have uh, this neat intranet uh, and now media that has all of our systems and processes for content creation. And I believe that's the, the best way to uh, not only by telling people, hey, I'm a Christian, but uh, by by living it out in uh, through service uh, of our, our team members and our clients. Yeah. I also really, I mean, I, I think it's so important and people are fearful. So I don't want to lump faith into putting a stake in the ground, but it's really about saying, Hey, this is who I am. And I think that that is so powerful. Like as an individual, as a person in the world, as a brand, as a business, staking your claim allows you to have this, this core to work from. And I think it's, it's 
so helpful to building a business? Oh, thank you, Seth. Uh, yes, there are uh, benefits of it, <laughs> industry benefits. There uh, are voice and brand benefits. I've kind of been able to uh, carve a, a niche for myself as uh, that guy who's bold about his faith, but also uh, provides excellent content uh, for for his clients. And it, it, it's awesome, you know, because when you live authentically, uh, whether it's through your faith or anything else, it, it allows you to uh, to bubble up to the top and, and not mix in with the, the rest of the crowd. <laughs> That's good. So I want to shift gears and I want to talk sure. about, you know, you talk a lot about content and so do I, but I want to hear your um, perspective on what is the purpose of content creation. Yes. Uh, and I've kind of transformed uh, over the years. When I first started creating content for people, um, I was all about uh, instant big wins. Uh, oh, you know, you'll get to the top of page one. Uh, you know, just hear me out. And, you were one of those guys. Well, I was one of those guys. <laughs> I was one of those guys. Uh, but now I'm an awareness guy. Yeah. Uh, and an authority guy. And uh, I, I believe when you sell that and when you really mean it, um, it first of all, it creates um, a, a good standard for what the role of the content will be. Right. Mm -hmm. And yep. um, and it also it creates more creative opportunities for you to do more with the content, because when you're uh, a, a top of page one guy, you're focusing on just publishing content and, and letting, you know, Google do its thing. And hopefully, you know, your on-site and your off-site SEO is, is up to par. Uh, but when you're an awareness guy, it gives you more reason to, to repurpose and, and not just have that content sitting on the blog. You're repurposing it through email. You're um, utilizing the, the image that you use on Instagram. You're, you know, you're doing more with the content. You're, um, turning a lot of blog posts into more brick content and, and making it into an ebook. So um, now that I'm an awareness guy and I, I'm, I'm, I'm waving that flag, uh, things have gone a whole lot better. <laughs> when you say an awareness guy, are you, are you saying that, Hey, we are with our customers, our customers are attention starved. So our job as individuals trying to build our businesses, we need to be valuable and touch our customers as much as possible. Is that the, when you say awareness or is there something else? Yes. And not only touch them as much as possible, but touch them with good stuff. Okay. Right. And, and stuff that, uh, uh, that's not only for the purpose of making you an authority, but that once again, here, here's that word that serves uh, your your target your target audience and uh, edifies them. Okay, um, you clearly work with a lot of folks in helping them implement, and you do some of the creation, you know, with your team. Yes. How do you, you know? You and I have both use this term, a content creation machine. How do you do that? Like, what it what is the <laughs> what what does it take? Because I think so many people get just turned off by the idea yes. of blogging or, you know, Hey, they create some content and they just don't know how to measure whether it's doing anything and how to actually create a, a machine that helps them. Certainly. So, uh, we have an eight step process and I'll just kind of paraphrase it now. Uh, yeah. but it starts with really getting to know, uh, the client and uh, being transparent. We're, we're ghostwriters. We, we, we write for people as them. So we have to get to know them and get to know how they tick. Uh, so that is the first 
uh, sometimes two weeks to one month of our onboarding process uh, with the client is getting to learn them, learn how they tick. We have an in-depth questionnaire um, that every prospect must fill out. And uh, it's all for the purpose of learning their voice um, and aligning it with their their goals. Um, then secondly, uh, we do a deep dive in, in in the, the nerd side, the keyword research, but also the human side and making sure that the, the topics that we write on are in alignment with their goals. Uh, so we create anywhere from a 60 to 120 day uh, editorial calendar that's decked out with uh, their desired keywords. Uh, headlines are, are, are pre, pre-written and all that is pre-approved so that we don't go into the process uh, writing content and then uh, going back to the drawing board the the next week. We know what we're going to be writing for the next three to four months out ahead of time. So so let me ask you a question about that. Mm -hmm. So I am, you know, your average real estate professional, you know, whether I have a team or not, how do I know what keywords I should be focusing on? Like, how do I, how do I know (laughs) what I should be writing? Like, even if I'm like, like, I'm blessed enough to have the resources to hire someone to ghostwrite for me. What, what should I do? So, uh, and we take a, a two prong approach with that. Uh, who are you and, and what will help you stand out? In fact, uh, we have one client who is a, pro- a former professional bodybuilder and her whole thing is serving the athletic community uh, in her, in her uh, area. Hmm. And uh, so we write not only about hyperlocal content in uh, Columbus, Georgia, in the Valley, but about um, health and wellness, you know, hmm. so, uh, so it's not only the hyperlocal uh, content approach. I think, you know, any, you know, beginning blogger can, you know, find hyperlocal uh, geo-targeted keywords for people. But that's that whole part of the two to four week process of getting to know the person so that there is a, a good portion of the content that is uh, unique uh, yeah. and it provides value to them and for the, for the people they serve. Yeah, and, help, and helps them stand out. That, that, makes, exactly. that makes complete sense. So, you know, let's take the, you know, the tack that, I'm just starting out with the whole content creation thing. Clearly I'm trying to, you know, make it rain and, and get my, (laughs) get my production up. Um, how much in the form of marketing resources should I be thinking about allocating to this content creation? Well, for for us, uh, and what we pretty much demand is, uh, if you're an agent team, there's bound to be someone who can act as an editor uh, on your side. Uh, we're, we're not an agency in the form to where we actually facilitate, um, I like Mark Schaefer's word, igniting uh, of the content. Um, we pretty much uh, produce it and we hand it off to you in a form that's easy for you to copy and paste into your CMS of choice. Um, you know, whether that's Playster or whether it's WordPress. Um, so for us, working with us is just an editor. Uh, but we always uh, recommend that someone has a facilitator of of spreading the content out to social on their on their end as well. Um, okay. We we used to be in the social media marketing game, but then we found that our our niche is just being that that content uh, army and just pumping it out. Yeah, I yeah. think okay. So tell me a little bit more about that piece. Okay, so you've mapped out. 
you've sort of figured out a content strategy over that four week week period. You've articulated what the keywords are. You've articulated mm-hmm. what the topics are. Do you do different uh, formats of content or is it all written? Walk me through what you recommend. Yes. Yeah, so uh, for our rapid fire uh, form of service, it is all written content because that's something that, that we can do, um, you know, being remote. And yeah. most of our most of our clients are not here in the Atlanta area. Um, okay. it's, it's pretty neat. Um, so, yes, it, it is uh, mostly blog content uh, and word count varies. But typically, you know, some you know, we're happy to pump out thousand word long form pieces. Uh, but most of our clients just say, hey, you know, can you. Uh, make something that's keyword rich and enjoyable to be read by a human within four to 600 words. And, and we can, you know, gladly do that. I think there's still value in, um, uh, you know, in, in micro content uh, in, in that form. So uh, that's what we stip- typically stick to is uh, the content that ranges between uh, 600 to 800 words and, and tries to hit on uh, one focused keyword and a secondary keyword. So let's, uh, attack the debate that people have. I know a bunch of folks sign up for services that do, I'll call it duplicate content. So it's, you know, more templated content. And then, and then if I understand this correctly, you're creating uniquely written content for this particular topic and, you know, whoever the client is, why is one better over another? Oh man, I I, I am so far uh, in the uh, one of one camp unique uh, content that is not even funny. Um, t- to be upfront, I- I'm scared of one client's content hurting someone else um, if you don't get that threshold right in terms of the amount of originality uh, from post to post. Um, I-, I just want, I'm all about protecting our clientele. Yeah, uh, and it scares the bejesus out of me <laughs> if, if someone gets gets uh, you know tagged because of our efforts. Um, what what's the downside? Because I think that you know you and I get it. When you intimate the negatives, I understand sure. it, but I don't think the audience understands like what happens when you use duplicate content and you know Almighty Google finds out. Yeah, Almighty Google finds out, and um, you know suddenly uh, you're not on page one anymore. You know, and, and and you're no longer relevant. And it takes not only that, but the time that it takes to get back. It's kind of like the GPA thing, yeah. right? Um, it's easy for your GPA to drop quickly, but it's so hard to build it back up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that the thing that I always try and tell folks when they ask about duplicate content or the services where they can just, you know, hey, pull a piece and post it out is that all the the advertising portals are in the business of selling trust, just like you and I are. That's right, and, sir. And if That's they right. if they find out that you are scamming the system by copying something that already exists, they want to penalize you because if they serve up erroneous information or duplicate or plagiarized information, they look bad. And then you go to another portal. You don't use Google, you use Bing or however it works. And, right. Because they just want to sell ads. And And... I think it's so important that it's so hard to stand out today. Like the world is super competitive. <laughs> That's right. And if you're not going to take the time to be unique, like why even bother? That's exactly right. I, I will say in, in one way I've evolved though is uh, syndicating content 
um, across the same brand, right? Mm-hmm. You know, with with Medium being here, with with LinkedIn being here, um, as long as you publish your content on your hub, your your site first, let it season for a while. You know, I'm all about you know putting that same piece of content on Medium or or LinkedIn. Okay. You know, but well, you know, can you do me, do me a favor? Walk me through a syndication sure. process because I want to make it clear that we're not talking about syndication like you do with properties. So this right, this, right, right, this, right. this is you create a really awesome piece of unique content and then you put it on your blog. Then what do you recommend happen? Where else should it be syndicated? Uh, it first of all, email e- email is. Uh, the the best channel in, in terms of connecting with people for me if you have a, a list built up and and i'm not talking about uh first paragraph first three sentences link to read more i'm talking about the full thing man you just, know? Send, just send it out yeah just send it out you know copy and paste that baby into an email um but but don't just blast it out blindly you're not going to send something about utah real estate to people who live in new york you know yeah. um so so have it segmented so email number one uh, number two, um, LinkedIn. Um, I know of agents that believe that LinkedIn is just a waste of time because they say, oh, there are only other agents there. But the reality is there are other working professionals, people who have income who can uh, be your future client who are there, um, especially LinkedIn if you're engaged in groups uh, that target your, your demo. Um, put that baby on LinkedIn and share it with the groups, man. Yeah. Um, and then number three, for me, not as successful for real estate uh, would be Medium. Okay. Um, uh, maybe you have a different opinion, but I haven't seen much success for my clients in, in syndication on Medium. Yeah. I mean, I'd say that Medium is a great tool for broader awareness of you yeah. as a subject matter expert or an authority in the world I agree. and not necessarily hyper local just because it's such a, a broad reader base. Yep. That's exactly right. I agree. So, okay. So we have some distribution ideas. Tell, how do I create? So let's say I can't afford to hire Chris Kraft and his team and I'm going to do this myself. How do I create or map out some content formats that are, that are just going to be really valuable for me and my, my audience. How do I go about thinking about that? Sure. So, um, the best one, but also the most scary one, uh, for, for some people is video because some people can talk out a blog post a whole lot easier than they can sitting down at their desk and banging it out. Um, and so I would, I I would say video. Um, I think Facebook live, has kind of made the breaking through the inhibition a, a little bit easier. Because um, <laughs> it, lo- it lowered the quality bar. It's, like it, <laughs> it it's now okay to have, you know, video that jumps around. It's almost like Snapchat. Snapchat, I, I'm so fascinated by it because it's the only medium where it's actually better to take selfies that you look like an idiot. <laughs> And it's better to do like, you know, the short videos where you're just like, you know, sort of either drooling or eating or what, you know, whatever it is. That's totally cool. Uh, it makes it OK. No, you're right. You're right. And, and I'm not trying to scare people away from writing their own content. I, I just know the reality is that most people don't have the time to do what we do. Right, Seth. And uh, uh, so that's why I'm very transparent in my book, The Foundation, that. 
um, outsourcing, uh, delegating is your friend in yeah. this case. Yeah. So. That makes complete sense. And then, so you guys create the content, you guys do some of the, so you give it to them. Yes. Your successful clients, what are they doing with the content once they get it? Oh, wow. Um, first of all, they're not, uh, our, our model is a uh, bulk. Um, so we're delivering four to eight pieces, uh, per week to a client. Okay. Uh, so our, our, our best client is not just putting them all out at the same time. Yeah. They're, they're, they're actually, um, following our directions with the editorial calendar that we designed for them and, uh, and putting the, the one to two pieces out per week, uh, that they can comfortably ignite, uh, through social, um, and also our most successful clients automate social. Okay. They, they, uh, they, they're not sitting there in, in front of their computer, uh, sending individual tweets out. Uh, they, they batch, um, we batch produce. Yeah. Um, and we reckon, we recommend that they, they batch schedule, um, there, there's the sharing of the content as well. So I will say those are the, the two things. And, oh, well, I skipped a step. Our most successful clients, uh, get red lines back to us if necessary within 24 hours too. Yeah. And, um, and why is that important? Because, uh, most of our content's evergreen, uh, but you, you, you never want your content creation team to feel like you don't care about the, um, the content that they're, they're crafting for you. Um, oh, so you're saying it's like any other <laughs> management relationship. If you, if you neglect them, they get demotivated <laughs> and they don't do their best work. Well, 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 let me speak for our agency. We're yeah. still, we're still going to pump out good work, but Hey, you know, we're human. We're going to see like, we're going to wonder, Hey, what's, what's going on? Yeah. Now in, in one case, uh, we weren't getting feedback. And we found out that uh, they were just running with our, our posts. Uh, and not to say that that's wrong. Uh, it's great because we have our own internal QA. Yeah. That's uh, you know, quality assurance if you don't know. Um, so we're confident in, in, in what we deliver. Our first drafts, I feel, can compete with, you know, other agencies, second and thirds. You know, so we're fine. Yeah. So we weren't hearing back from this one particular client. And we go check uh, their their blog. They're just running with it. We're like, oh, hey, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, but hey, you know, for, for the most part, you know, give us some feedback within the first 24 to 36 hours. That's great. Um, I want to switch gears and sure. talk a little bit about social and about um, social automation. Um, yes. so tell me like, what are the tools that you suggest people use and what types of things should they automate, uh, in that process? Sure. Um, uh, so I'm glad you brought that up because I, I'm not a big believer in automating Facebook. Um, I, I do believe Facebook is one of those, uh, um, sit down, uh, craft, uh, the right message. And also, uh, Facebook doesn't always play nicely with third party tools. So I'm just, you know, kind of, kind of leery, but I believe Twitter is, is automation all day long. And my favorite tool is free. It is I F T T T. I love that. If, yeah. if, if this, then that. That's right, my friend. Yep. Um, so it's I F T T T.com. If you're mm -hmm. not using it, go use it. You can automate all kinds of stuff, but tell us what what you recommend folks like, Hey, you've created this sure. four posts a week. What should they do with it? Sure. So, uh, let's focus on Twitter. As we know, Twitter is uh, fast moving. Um, you should not be concerned with bothering people. Um, 
uh, I believe uh, on Facebook, a, a good life of a post is is a day, and you know, so you shouldn't bombard. But with Twitter, if you have a nice piece of content, you know, I, I, I would I recommend to our clients that they you know pump it out, you know, two to three times a day, the same piece of content, mm-hmm. um, and then also you know consider that people are in different time zones, so. Um, someone in New York might read it. And then um, while someone in LA is just now waking up. Um, so yes, so Twitter, um, two to the, the same post two to three times. Um, uh, also think seasonal. Um, and remember if you have an IFTTT um, selling your home in the fall post, just be cognizant that you need to turn that baby off for, mm-hmm. when, for when the next season rolls around. Yeah. Um, so you're not automating content that's no longer relevant. Yep. Uh, so I will say those are my, my two biggest things. Uh, uh, Twitter, uh, frequency, don't, be, don't get scared of the frequency, you know, pump stuff out, but also remember what you automate so that you can turn it off when necessary. That makes complete sense. Any other tools that you would recommend? Um, I, I, I do like Hootsuite. I, yeah. I, I've been using Hootsuite for a, a long time um, uh, as a carryover from when we did uh, facilitate social for, for clients. Um, and what I like about it is just the, the ease of having all the channels there um, in one place. Um, unless they've changed things, Seth, you, maybe you could let me know. I, I believe that you have to batch through the uploading of a, a Excel file or uh, some kind of delimited file. Um, I'm not a big fan of that, um, but uh, Hootsuite is, is really cool. Um, Sprout Social is awesome. Um, so that's another one that I recommend for automation, uh, but the added value there is uh, they actually produce reports to for you that tell you uh, the best times for when people are most engaged with your your social posts. Um, so those would be the three, IFTTT, um, Hootsuite, and Sprout Social out of Chicago. Have you used Meet Edgar? So I, um, all the greats have coaches. And when I, I, I first got into the self-publishing game, uh, I hired an, an awesome coach, Tim Graw. Um, oh yeah, I know Tim. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be seeing him next week in Nashville. Um, but he's a big Meet Edgar fan, and I and I haven't used it yet. Oh, you gotta so use it. You have I keep to hearing it. great things about it. So I'll walk you through how we use it at Playster. Um, okay. So we have a huge library of content. I think we have over 600 pieces of content and we categorize them as to the types of things they are. So whether they're, you know, listing type content or video content or personal branding content, like different types of groups. And then what we do is we create these schedules when we want certain categories to be posted uh, on different channels. And what it does is you actually, you write the different, whatever the CTA is, the call to action, Mm -hmm. and you can write multiples. And then it, it programmatically chooses based upon (laughs) your schedule, not to repeat the same CTA, even though it might be the same piece of content. Oh, wow. And you can change the sharing image as well. It is, it's the best tool out there. Um, I interviewed the founder a while ago. Um, She's just lovely and, you know, totally worth every dollar that I spend on it. Well, they'll likely have a new uh, customer. Today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have not personally met Tim, um, but I have followed his work. I've read his content. Uh, you have to introduce me at some point. Oh, I will. He's, he's amazing. That's great. Um, Chris, this has been 
Awesome. You shared a ton of great stuff. Um, where can folks find out more about you, about the work that you do? Uh, where should they go? Sure. Uh, I will say start by getting to know me. Go to my personal site, craftrights.com. That's C-R-A-F-T-W-R-I-T-E-S.com. Uh, and then our agency site is nowmedia.co. That's N-A-O-M-E-D-I-A.co. And you can always find me on Twitter at Craft Rights. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Great to chat with you. Thank you, Seth. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com slash podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or want to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at playster.com. Don't settle for mediocre marketing. Become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online. The Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more at Playster.com.